0: Welcome to the On 3 podcast, where we talk about the mission of Grace Church and the moment we're in. Hey, I'm your host, Michael Marshall, uh, and today I have Gabby Morales, who is the administrative assistant here at Grace Church Town Center. Uh, She is... A rock climber, a coffee lover, watches Lord of the Rings once a year. All together, which is awesome. Just awesome. Uh, but I think why she's here today, she has also been a leader in young adult ministries and has quite a unique perspective on their function. And so today we're talking a little bit about the important practices of ministry uh, to this next generation of young adults and young professionals. So, welcome.
1: Thanks. Hello. Hi.
0: Um, I love that you watch. I feel like I should be more of a Lord, Lord of the Rings fan than I, I am.
1: Mm-hmm. You should. It's, there's nothing like trying to watch three, three and a half hour movies yeah. back to back to back in one sitting and not eat 600 it's cookies. It's you know what I mean? It's
0: effort. Like you, you, but you have to make a batch of cookies beforehand.
1: You have to make a couple.
0: You have to make a couple batches.
1: And of I think cookie. it honestly might be one of my proudest achievements when I accomplish it mm-hmm. and don't fall asleep.
0: Not the fact that you watched all three back to back, but the fact that you finished multiple batches of cookies.
1: Oh, that's done all already. That's <laughs> already been done. That's easy. That's
0: that's the easy that's part easy. of watching it. The harder part is staying awake.
1: I just tape my eyes open.
0: I don't think I've actually seen the extended versions.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: I'm not sure if I have. Now. On
1: the next episode, Michael reviews.
0: Yeah on the next episode of <laughs> On 3 Podcast uh, I'll just re- I'll be by myself reviewing <laughs> Lord of the Rings
1: Hey, I would watch I would listen <laughs> I would listen I'd watch and listen
0: well cool um, so thank you for being a part of this conversation I'm I'm excited to kind of hear uh, what you the input that you have the perspective that you have on Young Adult Ministries having been a part of a couple um, and we won't name those today Uh because of how we're kind of going into it. But if you know the ministries that uh, Gabby has been in, uh, you might know a little bit more about what's going on. Um, But we're excited to kind of see what God did through those ministries, uh, the benefits, the harmful things that happened uh, that could help us as a church as we go look towards young adults and young professionals going, hey, how could we better gear ourselves and our ministry towards them. Yeah. Um, we've talked uh, a lot over the last few episodes of how we should view uh, that that culture, how we should uh, desire to be in biblical community with them, uh, why we're even doing this, right? And so I'm, I'm excited to kind of talk through uh, some more practical sides of like what could work. Um, so you've been a part of two pretty big, successful young adult ministries mm-hmm. um, that have left big impressions on the college campus nearest KSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the main impressions those ministries left on you?
1: Um, well, the first one that I was a part of, uh, my freshman year of college, a million years ago, 2016, uh, was where I got saved, rededicated my life. Mm. Um and so personally that was just obviously a huge impression on my life. Yeah. Um but it was also where I think I formed some of my most foundational friendships mm-hmm. and relationships um that have lasted even till now. Um, some of which those people go to our church even now, which yeah. is awesome. Um and I would say that it did show me a lot how to be a disciple of Jesus. Um, how to read my Bible a lot of the foundational things how to be a good friend like what that looks like to receive good friendship um, different things like that Um, and then I would even say the second organization that I was a part of afterwards was definitely some of the same but also I think more of the practicals how to be organized Mm. um, how to care for my time and steward my time well. Yeah. Um I think freshman year of college, even I would say if not all of college, but at least the first two years is very like oh, I want to make friends. We're doing cookout. It's only midnight, yeah. you know. I can do only cookout till 6 Gosh. and you know, so it's it's very how do I steward my time? How do I prioritize friendships, my physical health, mm. uh, my schooling. That's cool. Maybe getting a job
0: would you would you say that that first first crap, my voice is cracking. Okay. Um, would you say that the first college ministry that you're part of helped you just as a young adult, right? even though you were a leader later on, right? Mm-hmm. And that uh, it kind of helped you more on your first steps as a believer. and then would you also say that that second organization actually kind of helped you form some leadership rhythms?
1: Absolutely. Cool. We've even said on the podcast before, I think. Um, that young adulthood is really just trying on adulthood. Mm, And I would say that the first ministry was a safe space to try it on and figure out, "Mm, I don't like this. It doesn't fit right. Like things like that. And then the second one did kind of refine some of those things, which I think is cool.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. What are, so could you kind of go into a little bit what those ministries were? Not naming names, but just going like, hey, how did the first one function? Mm Mm-hmm and uh, and the differences it had to the second one, kind of like the structure of those ministries.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, so they were both out of a ch- local church. So off the bat, there was Sunday rhythms. D- different churches. Different churches. Cool. But off the bat, both of them had Sunday rhythms. Um, ministry A, we'll say, did like a Thursday night meeting, um, you know, snacks, Rice Krispie treats, like, whatever um, which always gets people in the door and Rice Thursday night rhythms um, it'll probably be like an icebreaker like a mm. game or something Yeah. small message and then hanging out and every single Thursday night you go to cookout mm. that's where the relationship happened that's where the ministry happens yeah I mean cookouts just sacred and then uh, you know Friday night honestly I'll maybe get into this a little more later, but I would do like a Friday night dinner at my house every week. Cool. Um, and so it would just be maybe five or six friends that would come over every Friday night. We probably did it for a year, huh. an entire year. Um, and so that was our Friday night. Saturday night, you know, I need one day to do homework and sleep. <laughs> uh, Sunday night we had church. Monday night we had worship night at the church office. Tuesday night we had a game night. Wednesday, I guess, was homework, and then back to Thursday. And mm-hmm. that was the weekly rhythm of Ministry yeah. A every single it's week. Highly relational.
0: Highly relational. A, like, and like focusing
1: on relationships. Yeah. And it was yeah. all the same people. Yeah. Every one of those activities, with obviously, you know, new friends being made on campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my friends do this. You should come. Um, but it was all very relational. It was awesome. Um, ministry B, the structure um, was a little more, we had our Sunday rhythm. Um, it was great we had oh gosh I believe it was Tuesday night that we met on campus Mm. Uh, and that nightly rhythm was a little different Um, like we said this organization was a little bit geared more towards organization Mm. Um, so it was very like you have call time we're going to set up um, whereas ministry A there wasn't really set up we just kind of came as you are, threw some Rice Krispie treats in a bowl, and, like, I guess, pray over the space. That was really it. Yeah. Um, so, B, we had set up, um, which means we had teardown. down. You know, we would get there, run through stuff, um, make sure lights were working. It was just a lot more to it. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a time and a place for that, and that's yeah. fine. I'm not saying that was a problem. Um, but it was just a little different. Um, and then, you know, people would come in, Typically, a lot of the young adults that were already going to this ministry already knew the people involved or went Mm -hmm. to the church or things like that. And so, though there were weekly rhythms of evangelism or going on campus, making friends, talking in classes, things like that, I didn't notice as much of, like, new people coming Mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Or if they did, there wasn't as much sticking around. Um. And later on, like, I would go on to become friends with some of the people who were like, oh, I met you at such and such campus ministry one night. And I was like, yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know. Now we're just friends. I think it was just different season, different timing. But, um, so yeah, so I would say even there off the bat, you can kind of notice some of the differences of just doing life together, relational rhythms and that structure versus more of an organized, we're just here. Mm -hmm. Um though it was very evident that the cause of us being here is Jesus and we want you to know him like we know him, yeah. which is amazing. Um, it was just different and I just don't feel like that always works for a college student on campus.
0: Yeah. It was like very program based. Yeah. Um, which works in some areas and all like that kind of stuff. And maybe
1: on different campuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not in Kennesaw.
0: Not in Kennesaw. Uh, so I'm curious, um, What was, like, the demographic of leadership, right? Because while you were talking, it it definitely seemed like the ministry A was a little bit more peer-led than Mm. ministry B. Is that a correct assumption, or was it a pretty good mix of both?
1: I would say it's a correct assumption. The campus pastors of ministry A um, was a couple that moved up here from Florida. They were... I guess pretty newlyweds, a couple years in, um, and they were maybe late mid to late twenties. I'd say like twenty eight ish.
0: So on the other, like on the older side of young adults, young professionals. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Which I mean, as a freshman, you know, I would never say this now because I'm twenty five. They were very young and cool, but at eighteen, I was like, "Aren't they a little old to be like? (laughs) Aren't they a little old (laughs) to be leading us?" looking like, back, I'm like, do I want one of my actual peers doing this? Because mm-hmm. we were all idiots at the time. <laughs> like, We don't know
0: anything. It's like, I see a gray hair in
1: that guy and Eesh. I think... Oh. Sir, have you applied for AARP? Yet? Oh my gosh. Anyways, and then uh, yeah, so it was much younger demographic leading yeah. a younger demographic, um, which was great yeah. and it was easier to relate and be relational in that. Um, ministry B, they were wonderful people. Married for, I don't know, 10 years at the time. Had kids that I would babysit, like, um, I think late 30s, mm. mid to late 30s. Yeah. So still, I mean, young, but you can just tell the differences, whether that be a mindset, because it's 10-year difference between those two couples, really. Yeah. Whether that be mindset or how they were raised in ministry or raised in the church or their experience up until that point just kind of led into carrying out ministry in different ways.
0: Yeah. I think it's interesting because what you see and what we'll kind of get into a little bit more is going, there's value in, like, the different generations pouring into different Mm -hmm. generations, right? So, like, as we've talked about before, as we've talked about with Kevin Stoffer last episode, we're going, oh, like... That is a different culture. Yeah. Right. And so it's highly valuable to get people already in that culture to operate and lead in that culture. But at the same time, there also is value in having an older generation going, Hey, can I help you in this? Yeah. Can I even like pouring value into that? Going like, Hey, how do you process this? Because I process this differently. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's interesting as you describe both of these like very different ways of doing college ministry, um, where there are strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. that com- almost complement each other. We're like, man, what would happen if they were together? But on that vein of going like, hey, what What were some of those practices and, and those ministries that were helpful? Were there some that were harmful um, as you kind of went through both of those?
1: Um, y- yes, even though that wasn't a yes or no question. Um, I would say some of the helpful mm, I think it's a both and mm-hmm. because I even look at I'm not saying one ministry is good and one ministry is bad no. they're both great both yeah. had fruit that will see eternity like awesome. they were awesome um, but I would say even some of the organizational faults that I saw in ministry B are things that would have helped in ministry A mm-hmm. Um ministry a was very highly relational it was it was organized yeah um around relationship which i think is amazing um but i can even see in ministry B, like after we would tear down and we would uh you know go to cookout do whatever you know it was only 9 30 i was like the night is young and now <laughs> i'm like oh my gosh i'm late for <laughs> bed but we would swat yeah swot if you know what that is nope. it's just like a strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats okay um so you go through the event the night whatever what were all the things that went really well what were things that we can improve on what's opportunity well i guess weaknesses are what didn't go well opportunities for things we can improve on and then threats this cannot happen again Mm. um and so that's not inherently bad i think swat actually came from like more the business sector of things cool if i'm not mistaken yeah um but i think in the long run in the long run you could see a shift at some point in where people's mindsets going through the night of ministry b was how can i be paying attention to what needs to be on my swap for the night Mm -hmm. as opposed to i'm skipping swap because this person needs this or i'm meeting a need or someone wants prayer Mm -hmm. or you know we had a really great conversation with this girl and she has questions and so i'm gonna see if she wants to hang out after campus and you know go talk or do you want to come watch a movie with my roommate and i we can just hang out like things like that and so you can just see a shift in focus at some point i don't think i can put my finger on when Mm -hmm. but i know that when i started versus when i ended there it turned into very much you know I'm just noticing the flaws or how can this be tweaked for next week Mm -hmm. when that's not even why I'm here. Mm. I'm not here for the service. I'm here for the people.
0: Yeah. and in in the ministry B that you're talking about. In ministry
1: B. Yeah. Gotcha. Whereas I think in ministry A, um, so I would say that was something that was maybe started out helpful, Mm -hmm. ended up slightly harmful. Mm. Um, Ministry A, I don't think I'm being biased, but I can't currently think of anything that was crazy detrimental mm. that they were doing, other than like they're no longer meeting, yeah, which is fine. Um, leadership, like I said, they were newlyweds, um, they ended up moving back home to Florida, having kids as one does, awesome, you know, it was yeah. all super great. We still talk, they're fantastic, yeah. Um, but it was very top down, so the couple as a couple, they were highly relational. Yeah. Um, and so you can see, like, as people would spend time with them, it was like, oh, well, this is just how we do it. Yeah. Like, we're just all relational mm. without even putting that language to it. And so once they left, you can see kind of where it was like, well, n- well not what do I do? Like, yeah, yeah. they're not here. And so I think some of that, like, I don't know if it's because we were young or whatever it was, but there was a slight dependence on them which is good as leading a ministry. Yeah. But, um,
0: they kind of left a hole.
1: Yeah. I Mm. feel like it, something was maybe missing to where it shouldn't have just fallen apart because someone moved. Mm. Um, and because I had so much fun, I'm like, man, it would have been great if this was sustainable (laughs) and this was still going. That would be awesome. Yeah.
0: So it was so life impacting, right? Like not saying that they Um, did because obviously both of these ministries did a great job. And Mm -hmm. one, if if alone they just helped you you form your spiritual lead, like walk with Jesus and your leadership ability and all that kind of stuff, it's a win, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's enough. That's enough. Um, but it's going that first ministry highly relational, uh, centered on the leadership of one married couple, where they did a great job discipling, obviously. Uh, but as soon as they left, it was almost like a vacuum. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, now what? Like, is there another couple that's going to lead? Are we supposed to keep on going? Like, we don't know. Like, there are little little details, and not saying that us as leaders of the church should go. Well, we need to immediately replace ourselves mm-hmm. in any anything. But there's a value in replacing yourself, Yeah. right? And then in ministry B where it was highly organizational where like they had great systems right but they allowed that to override relationships Mm -hmm. and there was like okay well then we should probably allow for margin Mm -hmm. right like hey is there a value in going hey can we meet for SWAT the next like tomorrow Yeah, and that way we can go and Maybe even go catch a movie with these young adults because mm-hmm. they're not tired yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, that's a huge difference. Like now that I've got a kid, it hits seven thirty and my kids asleep, and I'm going, my day's done. Yeah, I'm like, there's nothing more I can do today. One, because I'm not going to leave my kid asleep in the house by herself. That's good, Michael. Yeah, um, that's a good that's a good move as a parent. Um, but that is different for young adults and for young professionals without families. You're going. My day, like m- work, finally ended. Now I can have my life. Yeah. Right. Oh, school's done. Now I can have my life. Like, there's, there's a lot that happens at the end of the day. So allowing yourself to have margin for relationships is very vital. Yeah. Which is awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, even now, talking through some young adult things, um, there's a moment we were planning something around like a dinner time, mm. and we were like, well this will probably end at, like, what, 8, 8.30? Yeah. In my mind, I was like, well, I guess that's it. Like, I'll go home and hang out with Rachel, my roommate, yeah. and it'll be great. And we were like, but wait, there's going to be all these young adults, and they're not going to be tired. And I was like, oh, gosh, I'm going to have to, like, chug a Red Bull, get amped or something, because they are going to be ready to <laughs> yeah. go. And so, yeah, I mean, it's important to think about those things, too.
0: That is. That is really cool. Uh, so awesome awesome ministries that, I mean, you could pick apart any ministry and go, like, yeah. well, here's a weakness. So we're not going, like, look at how bad these ministries were. We're just going, hey, how can we evaluate those, how they affected us personally, and go, can we as a church, as we pursue young adults and young professionals, uh, learn uh, mm-hmm. from past success and, and failures of a ministry and go, how are we functioning as a church? Yeah. Um, so, can we switch into a little bit more of a kind of a personal, like your story, a little bit mm-hmm. of how you personally connected to these ministries? Like, how did that happen?
1: Yeah. Um, so, like I said, ministry A uh, was about freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when I started at this ministry, I think there were six people total, uh-huh. including the married couple. Yeah. Um, which, in fact, I'm going to one of the other students from that time's wedding in like a couple months. And so it's just fun to see even X amount of years later, we're still, you know, friends, but it was very small, six people. Yeah. Um, I left in 2018. So it was there for two years. And when I left, we were around a hundred people consistently on Thursday night. Um, And not just like, they're just here. It's a butt in a seat. I'm talking like yeah. we're committed and I know it's happening in your life. And we are friends and we do weekly intramural sports together and you come to my house for dinner. Um, and so I got connected because I met someone in the library and then long story short started going to one of their kickball events. Yeah. And actually I remember going and I brought a friend because obviously freshman year like I'm not doing anything alone. I brought a friend and I was you know chatting with people and unsure like if i'm gonna come back i'm just meeting people it's really fun someone kicked a kickball and like slid totally through me like my legs in the air i land on my back and it was just such a funny moment everyone was just like laughing and just like wait it's funny but like are you okay yeah and i was like oh these people are cool okay i'll come back and I'm, sometimes I wonder if I hadn't got totally trucked and oh
0: kicked God would
1: I go? Um, but that's how I got connected. And then I literally never left for like wow. the next two years. I got really involved. That was fall 2016. I went to a student conference with them February 2017, rededicated my life, mm. baptized in March. Um, and the rest is history. That's and so, so cool.
0: No, it's... it's. It's incredible just to really kind of think through going uh, you rededicate your life from the start of someone taking you out and kickball yeah <laughs> which is which is crazy but it it leads into relationship mm-hmm. right where like well not pain pain doesn't really lead into relationship're going That's just true. like it you never know what uh, what events gonna kickstart someone going like oh maybe this is worth it yeah. Stand and out. I can
1: imagine the guy who, I mean, he was an ex Marine, like, oh gosh, good at kickball, you yeah. know? Yeah. Totally wiped me out. And I can imagine his just like mortification of just <laughs> this poor freshman. And little does he know, I mean, he does know, obviously, but like that was a catalyst yeah. for friendship. Like, that's mm-hmm. hilarious that someone just showed up and gets totally wiped out. Like, so. Anyway, that's how I got connected there, Um, and I rededicated my life and all these things um, that just came out of that, and all of my, I would say all of my lifelong, close, good friends that even through, you know, I'm at the stage of life, people are getting married, having kids, all these things, Mm -hmm. I still know that if something happened and I needed somewhere to stay, I needed help, these are the people that I would call first. Yeah. Um, probably till I die. And so it's just, it's awesome. And honestly, even looking back, I'm like, I didn't even want to go to KSU. I didn't, everyone in the world, or not everyone in the world, everyone in East Cobb, which is where I went to high school. was like, yeah, we just go to UGA. That's just what we do. And you know, KSU is just the backup school for everyone. And, uh, so I decided just to stay home, stay at KSU and I was upset about it when I started, and then it changed my life, and I never left. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was awesome. And then my personal involvement uh, with Ministry B, I was on campus, and they were just serving the students once a year in the fall. I actually don't know if they still do it, but Mm. they should if they don't. There is a student organization fair specifically for the ministries on campus. Oh, cool. Not all, like, you know, non-denominational Christian, but there's, like, um, a Catholic ministry. There's even um, a few Mormon ministries are present on campus. Um, There's, like, a Jewish ministry. There's, like, all kinds. Everyone just kind of comes to this event. But, you know, if you're, like, a kickball club, you cannot attend. (laughs) So, uh, but everyone would get together and just serve the campus. People would hand out hot dogs, water bottles snow cones. There'd That's be like cool. a little worship night thing yeah. at the end. Um, and it was really awesome. So ministry B I think was there serving for one of those. And I was just walking by or something and I grabbed a water bottle and I remember being like, these people are really cool. Like, you know, you just meet people and you're yeah. like, you look really cool. You talk really cool. We should be best friends. And I want to be cool and I want to be your friend. <laughs> oh my God. And so, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say it. They were yeah. cool and they didn't make me cooler but that's okay (laughs) but uh yeah so they were um just really kind people really sweet we realized we had mutual friends um I made a couple girl pals that I was like oh she's fun and I want to hang out with her and we just became friends and they invited me to their church I started going um and they were like we want to do something on campus and so that kind of took off and that's kind of where they started and so I was really with them from the beginning which was, I think, even gave me an interesting perspective yeah. as opposed to joining the other one having already been on campus yeah. for them. Um, but that was, that was some of my personal involvement with how it got started with those.
0: That's cool. I think uh, we've, we've talked about this a little bit um, at a past conversation, but going uh, the, the value in someone coming alongside you in that, in that first ministry, mm-hmm. going uh hey I'm just gonna make myself available like that personal availability yeah that made like did did you said at one point uh to me not on the podcast but earlier um that someone just invited you grocery shopping.
1: Yeah. So uh one of my sweet friends, she's the wife of the couple that led the ministry. Um you know, moved up here yeah. married you got tasks you gotta go grocery shopping you gotta <laughs> clean the house clean the car whatever boring adult stuff and you know she didn't always have the most availability to let's just go get our nails done let's grab coffee let's just yeah. talk and hang out so i think on her end maybe it was a time saver she was like i want to hang out with this girl but i don't have time so i'm just gonna invite her to grocery shopping with me yeah. but on my end it was like she just wants me around yeah um sure maybe it was a time thing but that means she still wants me around. She wants to mm-hmm. fit me in her schedule. Um, and so, yeah, there were. it turned into, honestly, like a tradition. Yeah. Now, when I go visit them in Florida, it is the highlight of my weekend <laughs> that I get to go to Costco with their entire family. Heck, yeah. And so she would just, hey, you want to come grocery shopping? And we would just walk around Whole Foods, Publix, Sprouts, and just talk about life. How's mm. freshman year going? How things been since you've been a part of this ministry you rededicated your life how is that like how are you interacting with the bible lately and they were real questions it was real conversation it wasn't just look at these buy one get one free organic fruit loops like um and so that it was just nice just to be wanted Mm -hmm. around yeah um not from some deep philosophical it's nice to be wanted but like That speaks volumes of the friendship and the intentionality um, and the longevity of our friendship. It wasn't this, you know, we go to concerts together and this firecracker fun all the time. It was like, this is slow and steady and consistent and dependable. And I think especially as a young adult in a time where you're like new school, new friends, new classes, new emotions, new life experiences, new house my parents probably i don't live with them anymore xyz that was really stable for me and that was really nice and i think seeing them be just a few years ahead of me so my recently college graduates actually the husband um kind of had his they're in on campus because he was doing his master's program on campus Mm. graduate whatever um and so it was nice to see they were just one step ahead of me it was like oh they, they did things pretty right um, and it seems like they're pretty healthy they're pretty stable, they're pretty chill um, and all things aside like I didn't see a ton of that growing up mm-hmm. so I think even personally it was just really nice to like wow see that in their lives but also the ways that through it they would demonstrate the gospel to me. Honestly I think I saw them live out the gospel before they actually explicitly mm-hmm. said it to mm-hmm. me um, yeah it was awesome
0: I think it's it's. I heard you say two things, and I really love. Uh, is one uh, consistency, mm-hmm. right? So like, as we as we run at and and want to stand in the intersection, difficult intersections of life with young adults, right? We're going. You're right on it. Where they're going, they don't have a rhythm that's mm-hmm. going to be consistent for years and years. They just they just don't. And that's kind of that stage of life, yeah. even when they come out right, like as you graduate college, and you're going. I still don't know what I'm doing. That's right, me like right I, now. I'm, I'm trying. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to find my career. Um, I'm trying to figure out what the rest of my life looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, having someone just offer consistency, whatever they look like, I think. And the second thing you said is um, recognizing that we don't need to create space. Uh, we almost just need to make ourselves more available. Yeah. As people going, yeah, I do go grocery shopping every Friday. Maybe I can invite someone alongside me, mm-hmm. and just go. Cool. You want to come with me? Let's hang out. Let's do life together. It's like already inviting people into the spaces that you already have in your own life. Yeah. You're you're making yourself more available. Not saying. And we've talked about this before. We're going not saying that it's not important to make your home available, or have, or organization, or even a program, right? Like Mm -hmm. ministry B, going like, "Hey, every Tuesday night, we're gonna meet in our building, and we're gonna do a service, and we're gonna hang out, and like, we're gonna create this space that's available to you. Mm -hmm. That's still valuable, um, but it's like the the relationships, right? And so." there is there's definitely a value, and I think that causes us to ask a question just as as adults, well like me, I don't know what college students are doing like I just mm-hmm. like I remember when I was more of a young adult, I know I'm only twenty eight but well when I was more in that stage of life, I just remember we played volleyball like crazy mm-hmm. uh we went swimming in the summer like crazy, yep. Uh, we went to talk like our thing was Taco Bell, not Cookout. Cookout wasn't around. Um, I know it was when this Cookout opened up. I was like, "What is this? This it's is so heaven." Uh, but Taco Bell was our thing. We're just like, we're just gonna go Taco Bell. We're just, and so as young adults, that was what we did. Mm-hmm. But I'm going like, what are since you're a little bit closer to that? Like, what are young adults looking to go do? Like, what is is that even a thing? Or
1: um. I don't know It's as much of a thing as, like, there's a specific we're going to do this or something that everyone's just doing. Um, I think it amazes me how much food young adults eat. Like, every hangout, any, like, thing we were doing was, oh, yeah, we can do that at food Mm. or something. So that's just, you know, if you're trying to hang out with young adults and you feel awkward about asking them to hang out, we love to eat and you need to eat, and we need to eat, let's do yeah. it together, yep. but I think, and this is kind of touching back to something that I think we said previously a little bit that triggered this thought, yes, it's making yourself available, I think, more than something specific to do available, mm. Yeah. Um, like, me going grocery shopping was a healthy way to try on adulthood, teach me how to grocery shop, teach me how to budget, like, she helped me with a lot of my practical life skills that I'm still not hundred percent fantastic on, but I know what it looks like when yeah. you're pretty good at them. Yep. So I think making yourself available. Yes. Um, doing something specific. I don't think is as specific mm. um, yeah. as much as a, there's grace for the young yeah. adults who don't know how to time block, don't know how to schedule Don't be offended if this is the week they're not going to hang out with you. It's not because they don't like you. It's because they have 6,000 other things going on. And quite frankly, maybe they have one day that's free, but that's one day. Mm. They might need it to themselves. They might be feeling overwhelmed. And so I know that the grace that she extended to me in the times when I was trying to figure out how to always take her hand that was always extended to me Mm. um, was big and not feeling the pressure or the weirdness of like forcing friendship um and that even i think ministry a the key thing to the relational aspect of it was that we were all just there was no pressure of ministry Mm. there's no you are doing ministry or you are not doing ministry your life is your ministry and you can hang out with people talk with people Talk to no one but live out the gospel. Like you, it's not this. I need to sign up and have a place to serve. Mm. You're just living your life, and you are just inviting people in. And the way that you're living out your life, hopefully they can see Jesus in that. And that's all ministry. A was. Yeah, there was no organized program, not to a fault per se. Yeah, but there was no organized mumbo jumbo like not that b was mumbo jumbo but we were just doing life together and i tell you what going from six people to a hundred people i have so many pictures on my phone that i can show you sometime Mm. but person after person baptized like in horse troughs on campus Mm. uh i mean in water fountains on campus in uv the university village there's a water fountain huge in the middle of it and we would just baptize people in that fountain sanitary no awesome yes it was so fun um people getting saved and just getting baptized in the pool in the gym like it was so ordinary yeah and i think that's what made it impactful um and so i don't know that it's something that young adults want to do But I think there's something that young adults want to experience, and that's the authenticity that just comes with doing life together and having that door open. Like, if you want to grab some young girl and uh, be her friend, you can just say, hey, let's just go grocery shopping. Girls love grocery shopping. If you're uh, some guy and there's just a young guy in the church and you're like, hey, I mean, I could be his friend and I don't really know how, dude, do you have to clear land? I guarantee you, I can think of three of my young friends who would love to just learn how to chop down a tree, yep. go chop some wood, burn things. I don't know what guys like to do, but like,
0: yes, all <laughs> just,
1: <of the> yes. <laughs> uh, and so like, it doesn't have to be a thing. Yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. making any sense.
0: It doesn't have to be some like big event. that Just was use like young
1: adults to help you with chores. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly,
0: it's no longer child labor. Uh, they're young adults. We're I'm breaking. just kidding. That's terrible. <laughs> um, no, you said a few, th- if a couple of things there that I want to make note of, and I absolutely yeah. love it. Um, well, first, uh, I don't know why, but when you said water fountain, I was thinking like little drinking fountains. I
1: knew that, and I had to clarify. Yeah, that
0: no, was great. Uh, okay. the the ornamental water fountains. Yeah, the big it. ones. Yeah, the big ones. Um, cause I was like <laughs> I think that's more sprinkling. We just the them <laughs> with yeah, the, yeah, yeah uh, it works.
1: We just dunked their head hey, under
0: that. Whatever you got available. Um but i I do love the fact that just like inviting them along to like even the Monday mm-hmm. right is so is so valuable. Another thing you said was talking about how young adults' lives are crazy, yeah. right like they're so busy, and I think as more established adults, I think it's easy for us to go that's not busy, but it's because we actually have structure and format mm-hmm. that we've practiced and like honed a little bit yeah. to go, we know how to handle busyness. Young adults don't want to handle busyness. Mm-mm. They're going, "Oh, I'm independent for the first time in even college." Yeah,
1: even if it's not busy because yeah. they haven't done it before, yep. it feels absolutely big and messy and like busy. Like,
0: how do I manage relationships? Like, that's not something that they do. Like,
1: no one teaches you that. Yeah,
0: yeah. They're just like, I'm trying to live on a budget, but at the same time, um, I've got ramen noodles in the in the pantry, but I also want a cheeseburger, so I'm just gonna go get a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. You're just like. It's just it is cra- it is crazy managing class schedule, managing relationships, going like, hey, how do I just how do I get my foot in the door in the mm-hmm. company that I want to work at um, all these things. Right. And so even come alongside them and going like, hey, I've got this Monday, like I've got to go get my emissions done and go get my tax. <laughs> Can you come with me? Right. Like just so I
1: don't a, sit there for an hour. Yeah. By myself.
0: Normally I read a book. How about you come with me to the DMV? I've got a couch, like literally right now, I've got a couch in the back of my house that I need to take to the dump. Can you come help me move this couch to the mm-hmm. dump? Um, as a guy, we love the dump. Uh, it's <laughs> Being able to throw things into a giant pile of trash is phenomenal. It's All so right. much fun, just so you know. Yeah,
1: I don't get that, but I'm glad you guys have fun with it. It's fantastic.
0: <laughs> I'm a dad now, so I think of the Bluey episode
1: where they've got, uh, they're going to the dump.
0: It's great. Um, <laughs> zero context. Awesome. Um, what I love, right? So, like, as we're looking and as we're kind of wrapping up, um, we're going as a church campus. If you're part of our church and listening to this podcast, uh, we're trying to create space. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Like, we got a basketball goal. We're looking at making a coffee shop. Right. We're we got this deck area, and a lot of that's on pause for obvious reasons if yeah. you're part of our church. Um, but at the same time, we were creating space not to be the event, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not, we're not wanting to just make more events and more programming, um, though they have their time and place. It's more of going, how can we equip our church to make their their personal lives available for mm-hmm. young adults? We're going, we have a giant campus of college students
1: Almost 40,000
0: college students. Almost 40,000 college students, two blocks, basically, away from our church building. And we're going, cool, how can we just reach them? Mm -hmm. And these are practical ways we can reach them. Just Mm -hmm. invite them to Costco. Who doesn't like Costco?
1: Everyone loves Costco. Samples. Samples. I mean,
0: what's not to love? Yeah, giant churros and hot dogs. (gasps) Cream puffs. Cream puffs.
1: What? They got cream puffs? Dude, they have the best cream puffs. I'll order
0: some. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's there's so much that we can do as a church. Just going, we just want to equip the church mm-hmm. to be the church, right, that the scripture talks about and just going. Even in the mundane, right, Paul didn't write about, like, he didn't outline specific events to invite people to. Mm-hmm. He was just going like, hey, how can you just do life with somebody? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we love one another, bear each other's burdens, yeah, all these different things, and we're going. That is, that's just discipleship. That's mm-hmm. just life. That's just doing it together. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. We just we form every kind of fence and boundary and wall to go. Well, now, like, I don't want them to know that I I buy this. So, mm-hmm. it's just the weirdest things, right? Like, right. I don't want them to know that I'm a Walmart shopper. Um. Yeah. I'm just like, why not? Um, but just little things. And we're going, no, let's just be real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's invite people alongside one another. And it's so cool. And like the, the fact that we get to actually create space for that on the church side, to go to the the people of the church and go, you need a space here that is, right?
1: Yeah.
0: You want to come play basketball on a weekend with a bunch of college students, I'm gu- guaranteed that you'll, they'll just show up. Mm-hmm. All this kind of stuff. It's yeah. so cool.
1: I think what's cool too is, I know this is for young adults, but I feel like it just translates for someone in a life stage younger than you. Mm. Yeah. Even if you're, you know, a grandparent, but you see someone who's, I don't know, maybe new parents, it's like things like that. It's just, you're just ahead. yeah. And so no matter, I feel like the age difference, ask me again when I'm 60, mm. but like, I feel like it just translates yeah. down. And it mm-hmm. really is, like you said, it's just discipleship. and it just is. doing life together. Yep. So.
0: Absolutely. Well, cool. Is there any last encouragement that you would give our church towards this like, mission of young adults and young professionals?
1: I think, like we said, it really is just inviting people into the mundane. Um, don't be scared, young adults. Do not bite. We are pretty cool. We're kind of funny. And we're, you know, we'll go grocery shopping with you. Like I said, we'll do your chores. And we will have no idea that we're doing that. <laughs> um, but I would encourage you um, just to say hi. Yeah. Just to reach out to someone. Even if you're not in a space where it's like, I don't really want to invite someone to my home to do food yet. Maybe maybe you're just not there. Sorry. Just make a friend on Sunday at church. Um you can even say hi to me if you need a young adult to practice on I'll say hi to you Um, but yeah I would say you don't have to have life down Mm. you don't have we're not looking to you for this great sage wisdom we just would like a friend who Mm. is not dealing with the same life things as us Um, and I think you can't we're not looking for a parent but you can't always go to your parent for Mm. some of these things And so, like, even now, sometimes I ask Michael and David in the church office, like, I feel like this is happening in my life, and I'm 25, I need someone who's older than me, even just by a couple years, like, you're on the other side of this life Mm. issue. Um, And so, just conversation, just reach out, just say hi, we're nice, you're nice, we can all just be friends, and follow Jesus together.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) That's so cool. Uh, well, thank you, Abby. Thank you for being yeah. on with us and talking through all of this.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Hey, thank you so much for listening. For more information about how we're doing this as a campus, you can check us out online at towncenter.gracechurches.org/slash-eo3. Our prayer is that whatever moment you're in, you know that God can use you. We'll see you next time.